Yo, 10 episodes later and you guys are still here and so are we. Welcome to Press Play with Augie and Riz. I'm Augie. Hey, and I'm Riz. This is a weekly podcast where we, two podcasters who don't look a day over nine and a half episodes, discuss movies, TV shows, music, or anything we think you guys might like to listen to. I think we look good for our episodes, but don't forget to follow and subscribe to our podcast and email us any suggestions or questions you have for us at gopressplay2 at gmail.com or DM us via Instagram at pressplayar. That's DM pressplayar and go pressplay the number two at gmail.com. On today's show, we're going to tell you our reactions to the trailers for Underwater, Six Underground, and Star Wars Rise of the Skywalker. But before we do, we'll share with you some developing stories and quick news, more American Horror Story 1984, and we'll review the movie The Lighthouse. And after Riz, fill you in on the latest releases of music and DVDs. We'll play Six Degrees of Separation and our Fact of the Week. Woo! Woo! Yeah, so ten episodes later, do you feel like you're a pro now? No, not at all. (laughs) Me neither. I still have no idea what I'm doing, but I love what we're doing, and I hope you guys are liking it too. Having a lot of fun. It's fun. Uh, Last weekend, we went to go see a play. Uh, We saw Lemmy's. Yeah, well, uh, I enter the so-called Broadway lotteries uh, because it's a little expensive. I mean, it's $40 for the nosebleed, and that that ain't worth it. Yeah. So I entered, and I put literally every date available, and uh, I won for the last one. And I ended up getting uh, two $115 tickets each, and they were $40 each. So that's that's amazing, and it was darn good seats. It was really good. What do you remember where where it was? It was the not the upper orchestra. It was or it was considered orchestra. It wasn't the first, but to um, the section, left, to the right, or to the right, to the right of the stage. Uh, it wasn't the first, very first section. It was just behind, but it was an amazing. It view. was really was good seats. No obstruction. Nothing. Uh, we were on the we were on the floor. It was it was amazing. And it was a beautiful performance by all the cast. And uh, I'm really really glad that we won. I'm happy that you got it. You also tried to do it with Hamilton, but you you said you lost to that one. Yep, failed every time. Which is you know it's alright. The good thing is that they allow you to uh, choose at a lot of dates. It's not like one per entry, which would have sucked. Yeah. So you have at least a little bit more chance of, of getting something. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Um, so uh, you'd never seen the the musical, or at least the the stage version before. No, I have not. Uh, but of course, both of us saw the the movie, which I didn't I didn't want to rewatch before we saw it because I wanted to like I I didn't remember it as well, so I wanted to be a little surprised. Yeah. What did you think in comparison? I really like the stage better. Uh, they did a great job with the production. The stage was very elaborate and it moved very seam- seam- seamlessly. Agreed. Um, it was very cool. It was a beautiful performance, I gotta say. In fact, it was better than the last one that we saw. Uh, White Christmas? Yeah. Oh, I like White Christmas. It was cute. Yeah. But it was cute. It like, was, it was cute. just cute. It was cute. It was cute. Yeah. The, we were sitting next to um, a cute um, older couple that had a subscription 
um, to see multiple I guess, plays. Yeah, like tickets to every every show, I guess. And uh, the the lady told me that that they had seen it eight times before. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And she's like, I can already tell this isn't the, the stage design that I like. And I'm like. Okay, we have one of those people <laughs> sitting and, next to us. And then sitting next to me, it was a family of four, and I was sitting next to the husband, and I thought that he was going to be this total douche guy that was dragged by his wife. That's, and it what, was, that's what I thought as well, or that his his wife his uh, wife and daughter dragged him. Yeah, and it was the total opposite. The guy was into it. He was singing all of Jean Valjean's uh, songs. <laughs> Uh, explaining to his daughter everything, what's going on, and his daughter told him, oh, we, uh, mommy said you saw this two times already, and then mm-hmm. he replied with saying, yeah, but your mom hasn't seen it. So it was pretty cool how, you know, that reverse there happened. Yeah. He was still a douchey jock, but <laughs> he was he into was, it. Yeah, I, I like to see that as well. Um, as far as the play goes, I thought it was super powerful. Mm-hmm. I very funny uh, when it was supposed to be funny. Um, it was a you know kind of if you think about it a simple story, but and but a lot of characters going yes. on and uh, I like the stage design. I don't remember. A lot. I know they switched like from the beginning the Anne Hathaway stuff. I know they switched some stuff around because I remember her singing her her big song in the movie after she after they cut her hair off and in this one it was before. I don't remember. I I thought that was yes, the one main I remember thing I she noticed. was alone. Okay, yeah. And you know, I it was a, it was a good time. We we saw an early showing and this one. What did you think? I loved it. We're beginning our quick news. Hocus Pocus 2 might be in development. Uh recent news has uh arise that they are going to probably be shown in the Disney Plus streaming video service. Oh yeah, it's it's no, it's it's in development. It's in, it's been given the green light. It's just in what form it's going to come out uh, is still to be seen. Uh, yeah, they still don't have uh, Bette Midler, uh, no. Sarah Jessica Parker, or Kathy and Jimmy signed on. But uh, no, they found a writer. That's all. That's the all they have done. So it's in really er- early stages in in this. So we'll keep you updated on that. But but you you told me that Bette Midler had said something in the past about coming back in a two thousand two two thousand twelve AMA Reddit. She they asked her about a uh, hocus pocus two, and Bette Midler said that she was on that she's spoken to Kathy and Sarah and Sarah Jessica Parker, and they're all. Ready to go. Ready to go. But they have no decision. And she told the the redditors that if you want that to happen, you gotta ask Disney. But they're completely okay and on board for a sequel. That would be amazing. And that's another like such such a plush plus about Disney Plus. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That yeah. these these projects that otherwise wouldn't wouldn't be getting a release are being looked at and going forward. So I'm so, I'm super thrilled about that. And God knows how much stuff has been shelved mm-hmm. for that same fear exactly. of not getting box office pool that they can put it in the Disney uh, Plus and that, streaming. Yeah, and like I said, eventually we're going to be paying $20 a month for D- Disney mm. Plus, but maybe in a few years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. that That's November 11th, right? 12th. November 12th. Yeah. Uh, if anyone um, has my cell phone, do not... 
text or call me on November twelfth. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, we'll you know, be like, like my phone's going. We'll be streaming anyways. service instead of channel service. <laughs> that service that'll be fun. Yeah. So casting news uh, for Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. Chilean actor Pedro Pascal is cast in Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. I didn't write what he was going to. That's been shooting for a while, though. Is that... No, that's that's done from an article that I read. So so they must be going back and shooting new stuff. Uh, yeah, because okay. it was supposed to re- release, I think, early, and then it got pushed back. Um, Which is fine. I'm, I'm all right with that. I'm looking forward to, to seeing where they go with, with part four. And I haven't read any spoilers, so I don't, I don't know part how... Part four? This is the second part. It's a sequel. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with, with part two. I haven't read any spoilers to see what how they're bringing back uh, that guy's character. I forget his, the actor's name. He's going to play Maxwell Lord or Max Lord. The Oh, the Chilean actor? Yeah, Pedro. Not, not what's his name from Star Trek. I forget his name. Uh, Chris Klein? No. Uh, he's a Chris. Chris Hemsworth? Uh, Chris, Chris Evans, Chris, uh, Chris Kirkpatrick, um, Christine Berinsky. <laughs> I, I can't remember his name, but you know, we'll, we'll see how they bring him back. Uh, yeah, he probably cool. escapes and he's like, I made it. Cause... Or yeah, he jumped out in a parachute or something. Some, maybe. Yeah. So, uh, and then, then we had American Horror Story, right? Yeah. We finally caught up. Are we caught up? We're caught up. We we watched two episodes. The first was basically, and I'm gonna be honest. I've enjoyed the last several seasons where they've gone halfway with one story and then switched it up for the rest of the season. I think it's becoming a little cliche, um, because they finished off that one night at the camp. Um, I, I know what you're talking about. I don't like when shows do that. Uh, well, it's, I, I, I like, I liked it at first, but they're doing it too much. Like it would have been cool if the entire series was, was there and also wasn't supernatural, Mm -hmm. but basically, um, the first episode we watched, uh, Margaret played by Leslie Grossman basically went around killing everyone else and, uh, picking them one by one, picking, picking them off one by one, uh, Except for Brooke, who was attacked by Billy Lord's character uh, for, you know, the the drama that was going on that we mentioned in a previous podcast. The wedding drama. Exactly. And then Brooke and, snapped and she's like, no, bitch. Yeah. And they there was a big fight and Brooke ended up getting the upper hand and gutting her. And that's when the police come. And and we find out that that when you die, you stay there. Yeah. it's another It's another murder house slash hotel where... The spirits are stuck there, which I I think I I had a theory about earlier, um, but the uh, Margaret said that that uh, Brooke did everything, and Mister Jingles was killed, but he was able to come back by giving his soul to the devil to the as devil. well, and he went off with Richard to team up and become two super super. Villains or yeah. uh, I don't and know. then Mr. Jingle tells Richard like, "Yo, you're killing way too much." And... Uh, that's the next episode. Oh, We're well, not... it doesn't matter. We'll we'll, jump well over. there were there might be a few more things in in 
that I'm trying to think of in that episode before we jump over. And there aren't. Okay. So, so yeah. Mr. Jingle tells... In the second episode. In the second episode, Richard, that he's killing way too much and he needs to slow down. And Richard's like, no, F you. So he sets him up and he goes to Alaska, Mr. Jingle, to escape and lives his life with a former prostitute, which they both have a child. Fast forward, uh, he, his wife dies due to... Richardisms. Yeah, well... Okay, well, yeah, Richard was in jail, but he got out somehow? Yeah, but I think he he either killed her, or he summoned a demon to kill her. No, no, he he, he, he got out of jail. He, he got the, the security guard yeah. to get him out of jail. That's when he went up to Alaska and killed, killed Mr. Jingle's wife. Yeah. But he didn't kill the baby, thank God. That would have been too dark for me. Uh, so... In the meantime, Margaret has created a, like, or now has a real estate career where she is flipping old houses with, houses or locations where serial killers have either lived or have murdered a lot of people. So yeah, she is uh, flipping the house, the the murder houses or whatever, including the murder house from season one of, of American Horror Story. This, oh, this was the 100th episode. Yeah. So, a, a murder happens at the old campground. This is ten, 10 years later, or five years later. So, she decides to hold a concert there. So, everyone in their own little locations, Brooke was about to be uh, executed, executed uh, sees this, and they all want to go back. So, I guess it's going to be a big murder scene during a concert where... where Billy Idol. Billy Idol's going to be the... Uh, the headline uh, falling into place when I they decide so. to go back. And one last thing before we go on to to the, to the trailer, uh, Brooke was going to be executed, and there was this big uh, fake out where she was executed, and the uh, it was uh, the executor really injected her with something else, probably the Romeo and Juliet drug. Yeah, and then brought her back, and then revealed to be. Not Rita, but Angelica Ross. Angelica, whatever her her real character's name is. So that was cool. So they're all going to go back to to the camp. Um, I'm excited to see what happens. I was totally excited seeing Angelica Ross at the end. I loved her. I think she's my favorite one out of this whole entire series. She's she's fantastic. She's doing a great job. I want to see more of her. And I hope uh, Ryan... Uh, Murphy keeps her for future American Horror Stories or or other projects. I think he will. I want to see more of her in anything. That's awesome. So yeah, we're looking forward to see what happens next, even though we're not thrilled about the the soft reboot of the season like they've been doing every season. Oh yeah, not, not a big fan. Nope. So moving on to uh, movie trailers, do you want to take... Sure. Uh, we watched three movie trailers, the first of which was Underwater, which is set to be released January 10th, 2020. The cast includes uh, Christian Stewart, Jessica Henwick, Vincent Cassell, TJ Miller, and Mamaldo Athis. It was directed by William uh, Ebank, uh, who directed 2014's The Signal. Uh, the general synopsis is a crew of aquatic researchers work to get to safety after an earthquake devastates their subterranean laboratory. Wow, that's a mouthful. 
but the crew has more than the ocean seabed to fear. Oh no! Monsters! Splash, 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 splash! Oh no! Thunder, thunder, cracking! No thunder under the sea. Oh. Oh. Uh, Earthquake, cracking, rumbling, rumbling. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We should just, like, for a podcast, uh, just redo the entire World of the War World script. Really? From beginning to end. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. I put no. that in the notes. Definitely. So when we saw this trailer, it reminds me a lot of like, uh, what was the cave, cave movie with a bunch of girls? I can't remember. The ca- caverns or something like that. Yeah. Whatever. I feel like I'm if I feel very claustrophobic. It's one of those movies where it's going to get to you in that type of nature. I love, love Kristen Stewart's androgynous look. It is giving me life. She's fucking awesome there. She looks beautiful. TJ Miller looks like he's going to be the slapstick of the whole movie. Uh, was this shot before his uh, his accusations? Didn't they drop him from Deadpool? Uh, Yeah. So okay. So yeah, this happened after the accusation. Because I was I was kind of surprised to see him in, in more stuff because I thought we weren't going to be seeing much of him. Oh well. I'm yeah I'm happy for Christian Stewart. She's you know she's looking amazing. Uh, she had a lot of flack by being in those teen movies, uh, but she's come a long way. Wasn't she nominated for an Oscar? She might have been. I think she was. She was being put forward for something. I don't. I don't know. Uh, but. Um, it reminded me, you said the Spelunky thing, it reminded me a little bit of Alien. It reminded me of the... Yes. What was the Sharon Stone... What was... What's the actor? The actor that played Shaq. Um... Uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson. Sharon Stone, Samuel L. Jackson movie where they're... Where they're stuck underwater as well. I can't remember the name of it. But it reminded me a little bit of that. It reminded me of, uh... Pitch Black... When they're like pitch black, yeah, all that. Um, so of course, there's an earthquake underwater, and they have to walk with with very little oxygen, oxygen to somewhere else to another to another part of the uh, of the yeah, facility that it was I think like, was broken off. It was like a pod in order for them to go back up to the surface, but. And... There was something else with them and lurking in the water. So it's it's a low key uh, horror movie. Basically. So yeah, we mentioned all these B rated movies. Yeah, to make it and to turn that will be forged together and make a movie like this to make it like an A minus maybe. <laughs> a minus. What do you mean A minus? Well, you know, oh, B. Okay, B I movies. I yes, no, you put them together. B plus B equals. I got it. A minus in school. So yeah. Funny mon- montage at the beginning of the trailer where they introduce all the characters. I felt that was a little cliche. That's where I got that feeling from T.J. Miller that he's going to be the comic relief in all this. All that one-liner stuff. Which, it's getting too too much. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Uh, are you excited to see this movie? I'm excited to see it when it hit net- hits Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> I have no desire to see it in the theater. Uh, yeah. Maybe I'll skip that one until I see it in the comfort of my own home. The next movie is Six Underground. It is going to be released December 13th, 2019. The cast includes Ryan Reynolds, 
Ben Hardy, Dave Franco, Manuel Garcia Rulfo, and Corey Hawkins. It's directed by Michael Bay. If you don't know who he is, watch Transformers. And the synopsis is that we meet a new kind of action hero. Six untraceable agents, totally off the grid. They've buried their past so they can change the future. Uh... Well, the the thing that stuck out to me, this is a freaking Netflix movie yes. directed by Michael Bay. They're yes. getting some amazing talent. So expect from this movie big booms, big explosions, car chase, jet fighters. This is what Michael Bay is literally yeah. known for. <laughs> um, the synopsis, like we, like I said, uh, it seems like these guys and girls uh, fake their death. Mm-hmm. They're filthy rich billionaires who decides to... To play uh, a little bit with fate and take actions into their own hands. But instead of being bad guys, they just do good and they try to knock out corruption. Oh, really? Is that what? I didn't get that. Yeah. I thought they were just being evil. No, no. Oh, I misunderstood the entire trailer. Okay. <laughs> good to know. Uh, if my brother invites me, I guess I'll go see it with him type stuff. It's going straight to Netflix, so. Oh, that's we right. <laughs> we don't need to. So, yeah, I'll see it. I'm down um, to watch it as well, December 13th. Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool, Ben Hardy from X Men Apocalypse. He played Archangel. Dave Franco was in Now You See Me. Didn't even notice Dave Franco. Uh, yeah. And uh, there's Manuel and Corey. <laughs> yeah, and well, there were, the, the thing about the trailer that, that stood out to me, they focused, other than, other than Ryan Reynolds, they focused a lot on, on female characters. I do notice that, that none of them are listed Which here. is totally my fault. Um, but, I'm, oh, I'm sorry, guys. I, you know. It's okay. I, I don't want them to think that I'm sexist or but, anything. But it's understandable because I also didn't recognize any of them. So they're, even though they may have big parts, they aren't, um, this may be like their first big roles. So like um, we, we could say their names, you know, uh, Eliza Bennett or something. Who knows? It could, it could be. Um, but I'm sure they'll they'll do do well after this. Uh, I like the the female power thing. I like that. What was it? The pretty girl in the in the green dress with the mask on. Yes, very cool. That was awesome. Another thing I liked I liked about the trailer was how bright it was. It was very in your face. Very. I didn't I didn't notice a lot of green screen. I'm sure like the the cityscape. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like it was very uh, visual, popping and bright. Like it was very. Uh, High definition. Right. And this is something I would not be interested at all in seeing in the theater, but hey, straight to Netflix, I'm excited about it. Yeah. It's interesting how how that works, how our perception of what we're going to see has changed from, you know, you know, maybe I'll see this in the, you know, when it comes to DVD. Now it's like the straight to... To to streaming streaming shows. streaming movies and TV shows, you know, you kind of get excited about them, but on a different level. I'm 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 thrilled about that. I just, get what you mean. Just like the Disney Plus. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm thrilled about uh, the direction because we're we're gonna get so much more stuff, and I hope maybe there'll be more horror movies that I'm more interested in, less. Less with the supernatural and just slasher, uh, which I find fun. Um, maybe we're, we'll eventually go in that direction. I can't find a lot of them. I mean, I've seen probably all of them. 
They should, they should do a horror streaming, like, better than whatever they have out there right now. Because it's yeah. all supernatural what they have. Oh, my God. It's a... They have... They run out of ideas with horror. Yeah. Um, and the next trailer, the last trailer that we saw was Star Wars. We Yeah, we saw the trailer for Star Wars Rise of the Skywalker. It's set to be released December 20th, 2019. The cast includes the late, great Carrie Fisher, uh, Daisy Ridley, Adam Driver... John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, Billy Lord, and also returning Billy D. Williams, the, the many people's favorite character. Lando Calrissian. Lando. How awesome is that? Uh, directed by J.J. Abrams. Uh, the surviving resistance faces the First Order once more in the final chapter of the Skywalker saga. What um, a long saga that is. Uh, yeah, the late, what, what, the first one came out late 1970s? Yeah. So that's 40 years, uh, going on, and I, I've enjoyed this trilogy so far a lot more than the, the, the prequels, uh, the prequels, you know, they were entertaining, but I, I feel like that this trilogy has gone back not only to kind of the story storytelling of the original and it's funny because it's not even george lucas kind of the visuals it's it's not as bright as the prequels um it's very like just the i guess the the coloring it's dark and and blue and i i yeah, i like the, it the hues of this movie is in a more somber uh, tone compared to the other ones i'm really excited a lot of people that know me personally know that i am not a big star wars fan i didn't gr grow up watching star wars in fact i've never seen the original <laughs> the I'm, original we'll three star wars uh i know about them through pop culture references heavily on family guy and other references growing up so i do know sort of the storyline but the concrete like dna like your brother knows about it or mm -hmm. like my ex-boss knows about it like those people like know star wars right uh i guess it's like synonymous with me with x-men but what i have seen since since started this whole reboot um, I've enjoyed it. I really have. Uh, the only thing I don't like is that uh, Lupita Nyong'o's character is animated. I felt like they could have used her uh, or used the real her. Uh, I love Lupita Nyong'o. Uh, is she back in this one? Yes, she awesome. is. Awesome. So much. She's a talented, amazing, humble actress and she is an Oscar winner. Um, God, she was amazing in Us. Oh yeah, she was holy crap. She was amazing. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't find an adjective, but uh, that was that was the only only thing from this whole trilogy reboot that I I am like eh, about. I'm I'm liking the 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 storyline. I know a lot of people weren't thrilled with the second one. I like the, the second one a lot. I think a lot of people weren't thrilled, especially me, is because they heavily heavily hinted about Snook and about the uh uh Ridley's past. Like it was so advertised. 
by them. And then nothing was, was said or heavily explained or nothing. It was just still put in the back burner. Well, no. It, it was explained, like, that... Um, and that's what a lot of the fans were pissed off about, was that they said that she, like, she wasn't special. Like, she was just dropped off by some random people, like a, a junkyard family. You know what I mean? And people were, were like, wait... We thought that she was like gonna be a Skywalker or something, and and I think is it Kylo Ren is the one that uh, revealed that to her. And when I saw that, I'm like, this is the second movie of a trilogy. How do we know he's telling the truth? You know what I mean? So, so I, I didn't believe it when he said it in the theater. So Daisy isn't a Skywalker. That's what what they said in the second one, but I think he was lying because uh, who whose word does she have? You know, his, the evil guy. Do you think that Kylo Ren will turn good and he would be the rise of the Skywalker? No. I think that she really is a Skywalker. That they're going to switch it up. And they're, they're just trying to throw fans off. And what will happen to future Star Wars movies? Because since this saga ends and... and They it... can uh, go back and do... Uh, or not go back or just focus on other people. You know? Uh, honestly, Carrie Fisher's gone. She she can't come back for more, and I'm alright with the ending without her. And they're gonna continue with Daisy's character? They're no, done? this is this is done for all these characters. Oh wow. So they're gonna go they're they'll move on to But new there story. have been talks, right? That they're they are expanding the universe broad in Star Wars. Oh yeah. They well, did great with, with Rogue One. It was a good movie, it didn't do well in the box office. As well as they expected, and then the Han Solo movie flopped. Completely. Which I don't understand either. I like two them both. really good movies. Yeah, I think um, I think it's just oversaturation and people, um, people, yeah, just oversaturation. People aren't as as excited about it. They want the original trilogy. Um, on the subject of Star Wars, Pedro Pascal got cast. In the Disney Plus, The Mandalorian. He's playing The Mandalorian. No kidding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, badass. I'm thrilled. For people that don't know, Carrie Fisher, obviously, well, obviously passed away before this movie shot, but they, they held back, they apparently held back scenes that they had shot from the second one. The name is escaping me at the moment of the second one. I know the first one was The the Force Awakens. Uh, So there's... Uh, held back scenes that they didn't use for that movie that they're going to use in this one. And there's going to be selective, selective, uh, there's going to be editing where like previous scenes where they're going to redress her, I guess, um, that she shot for the first and second one where she'll have like a new outfit on, but it's going to be basically like digitized, digitized. Exactly. Oh, okay. That's Um, great. I'm looking forward to seeing that. I'm not. I'm not a fan of them doing that in general. Um, I know they've they've tried to do that in other. I think they they tried to do that with the mother on the Sopranos, which didn't come out that well. But I have I have faith that that technology has come come far enough that it won't be as obvious or as creepy. I guess. And again, there's there's scenes that that she shot that are are gonna be her. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously they were hinting at the, uh, the Ray and, um, I forget the guy's name, Finn. John John Boyega Finn's character, yeah, Finn. um, having a relationship, which 
you know, I, I hope so. I hope they don't go the creepy uh, Kylo Ren and Rey because they're probably related. They're probably cousins. And so there's no uh, Poe and Finn romance? Uh, well, I think that's that's a, uh, a fan... Um, fan theory after John's character Finn met uh, Kelly Marie Tran's uh, yeah. character. Well, a lot of people, like kind of wanted that to happen, but I think Poe could still turn out to be gay, but I don't think Finn, Finn is. gay. I hope, I hope, you know, it would be nice to have a little more representation than, than some back background character. Um, and Oscar Isaac said he's all for it. So Good. I would be thrilled with that. Yeah, that would be awesome. And they briefly showed Billy D. Williams in, in the trailer. I'm thrilled that he's back. I can't wait to see what they do with him. Yeah, me neither. Um... I'm really excited for this. Me too. I, uh, I'm counting down the days until we can see... This movie? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, we're going to take a quick break so we can play with our lightsabers. We'll be right back. What? <laughs> hey listeners, we want to tell you about Cubridge. Yes, Cubridge is the hottest apparel brand we love to wear. They're the company behind our new logo. It's pretty cool, right? These unapologetic Miami-inspired graphic tees bring the colors and personality of the city to your closet. Hand-drawn designs are influenced by the vibrant, rebellious spirit of street art, proud gay culture, and urban style. Coverage is a bear-centric company, so their shirts come with an array of sizes and colors to fit just anybody. No matter your body type, if the tee isn't your thing, they can also personalize their unique artwork on hoodies, tan top, pillows, iPhone cases, and more. And if you have a blimp, maybe they can slap their design on that too. Honestly, a funny picture on a tee isn't worth much if the shirt isn't comfy. With their top quality materials, 100% ring spun tees, it goes hand in hand with the unparalleled creativity. You can visit their website at cubrage.com and check out their wide range of products. And we're back from the break. Thanks so much for you guys hanging on there. Uh, the next thing we're going to review is The Lighthouse. The Lighthouse was released October 18th, 2019, and it was directed by Robert Egger, who is the director of The Witch, and it stars Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson. And the movie is, or the synopsis, is two lighthouse keepers try to keep their sanity while living or taking care of a lighthouse in the 1800s. Uh, we just got back from the movies watching that, and uh, what did what did you think about it? Uh, well, we saw the trailer. It was very, uh, um, kind of pulled you in to find out what was going on uh, between these two. There was some sort of mystery going on. I said that, uh, I cattingly said that there was something to do with mermaids. Did you see the trailer? <laughs> and I was right. There, there are mermaids in it. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. Um, it's basically, do you want to do run through the... Yeah, the, the movie? movie, according to what I've read, the movie is loosely based on a true event. Uh, the same, same story. Two lighthouse keepers by the name of Thomas wind up dead after like a deadly storm. So you meet like Robert Pattinson's character, his... Uh, what was his name? Well, yeah, uh, Winslow. At, fir at first, his last name was Winslow. It was like 
Albright Winslow or something like that, or uh, I'm not sure. And then Willem Dafoe's character was named Tom, and he was going to be there. Uh, Winslow. Winslow was going to be there for for a month. Yeah, for yeah. four weeks. I guess there's monthly monthly shifts, and these two are going to do it for 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 four weeks, and then two other people would replace them. Yeah. And this is uh, Robert Pattinson, Winslow's first first time uh, yeah. going and. The other guy, Tom, played by Willem Dafoe, Willem Dafoe uh, was an old timer. So yeah, he knew the ins and out of a lighthouse. And when they both meet, uh, Tom tells Winslow that he's doing all like the dirty work. Yeah, and they're supposed to be taking turns, like one every every other night, each or one one night, the the other the other night. And when they get there, Tom tells him, nah, nah. I, I do all the lighthouse stuff, you do everything else. Yeah, so it makes Winslow's, uh, the character of Winslow, uh, go pick up the coal, repair the shingles, paint everything. And all Tom does is at night just go up to the lighthouse, which causes the curiosity of Winslow. Uh, why does he go there so much and why can't he go? Uh, there something about the light he locks the door behind him uh and excuse me that pasta was good oh my gosh um <laughs> oh my gosh i'm i'm tasting it again Ew. Uh, well it's it's just as good <laughs> Ew, <babe. laughs> um well so it the movie is basically again these two guys isolated from the rest of the world um, on this tiny little island with a lighthouse. And, you know, you're that isolated, you kind of go a little crazy. What's the cabin fever? Cabin, exactly, cabin fever. So, um, it looks like like uh, Tom, the old-timer, kept trying to get the other guy uh, to drink with him. And uh, at first you think that he doesn't want to drink the, um, what's his name again? Winslow. Winslow didn't want to drink drink with him because he was going by the books, but really he didn't want to drink with him because he had a secret. Yeah. And he didn't want his his secret to come out. Guard to come down in order, you know, to tell his big secret. So yeah. So they go back and forth. There's a thing with a seagull where where Tom warns him, Don't don't you don't don't kill a seagull or you know because they're they're the souls of dead sailors or something and he he'll, he kills a seagull and then a storm comes and that's what it's blamed on uh and then yeah you basically said the whole thing <laughs> <laughs> so, not much to say uh he has like this uh visual psychosis with a mermaid yeah exactly uh he's obsessed with like a little statue that he fault that he finds of a mermaid in a mattress so he dreams about it uh but he's he's getting ready to get off the island, um, and that's when the storm comes, and the ship doesn't come for them because there's a storm. So that's when, when you know, because he was kind of, kind of, basically out, you know. But once that ship didn't come, and then suddenly the provisions. I think the old guy was was messing with him in a lot of ways as well. Once the provisions went down. He finally did start drinking, and that's when he told his secret, which was... He killed somebody. There you go. <laughs> to take a long story short. Yes, he killed someone, and uh, I don't know. And then there's a lot more paranoia, and uh, 
Uh, I think that maybe the old timer was trying to get him drunk so he could sleep with him. I don't know. Yeah, uh, but before we get into like the big crazy ass finale, uh, let's talk about that uh, disturbing seagull death a little bit, which we had to kind of look up. Yeah, and it again, like you were saying earlier, uh, Robert Pattinson's character Winslow came across a seagull that was missing an eye. And kind of like had like a staring contest with them. And from the top of the lighthouse, Tom was looking overlooking him. And he warned him, don't mistreat seagulls. Because in the sailor life, it's a representation of all the lost sailors that were, that have died at sea. And those are like the souls of the sailors. Uh, it seems like Winslow really had enough because the seagull kept messing with him or showing up. And Robert Pattinson just grabbed him by the neck and just whacked him up against like this rock over and over and over and, and over and over and over and over again. Like it was until it was basically he was, pulp. Yeah, in, yeah. Yeah. And then it was just like this mangled thing in his hand and we had to look it up obviously there were no harmings of no seagulls uh it was that that one in particular was a rubber one that he used um to kill quote unquote uh they used three uh rescue seagulls from the uk named lady tramp and johnny (laughs) (laughs) uh and every other seagull that you saw in the movie were from the area uh now, then, uh, that's when the bad omen came, like you said, and... Yeah, I don't know, like, uh, I, I don't know how much of it was Robert Pattinson's character's psychosis because he was being haunted by... It was, he didn't necessarily kill someone, he just sort of let someone die. Like, they fell into a logging river, and they got swept away, and he didn't help, help the person. Yes. He just, he just watched him. Correct. And then he took over his, his, uh... His name, yeah, because his real name was was Tom as well. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, well, I guess that's based off the original. The, both both the lighthouse keepers were named Tom that were found dead. Correct, and then that's when, as you said in the previous podcast, uh, in the trailer where he said, "Why did you spill the beans? Why did you spill your beans?" was the correct yeah. Term. And it was funny because right before Winslow said anything. He warned him, don't spill the beans. Mm-hmm. Don't spill the beans. Because he was kind of telling Winslow, like, I'm your boss and you shouldn't tell me this because I'm the guy that have to report you. Uh, and it was mostly, I think, in that whole thing was trying to, like, fuck with Winslow's brain. Yeah. Like, it it, it didn't, it wasn't 100% clear, but it seemed like, like, there was a certain point where Winslow came in and... And Tom was like, has it been a couple days or has it been like weeks that we've used these provisions as all the provisions were gone? It's been, it's actually been weeks. How You've been out there for this long. You haven't been doing your job and you don't know if he was actually telling the truth and, or if he was just messing with him. So you have Winslow who wants to get off the island, who's horny, who hasn't done anything and it's really getting to him. And then Willem's Defoe character basically is lives there. So that doesn't affect him. And he's I think he was just messing with him. And just like, because there's no alternative purpose for 
Tom or Willem Dafoe's character to fuck with him. There was, like, what game did he get out of that? Or what was the purpose? There was uh, no, like, satanic thing, no spirituality. Uh, other than, like, my... I mean, he didn't live there. He was part... He was just four, four weeks as well. Oh, but okay. he he's a long long timer, so he's done it many many more times. And it wasn't uh, there was a point where Will uh, Will Wilson Will Winslow Winslow uh, uh, wheeled in a lobster cage, and he found a head. And it and again, it's not made clear if that was really the previous uh, partner for Tom. Who he killed, or, or two other like houses before Winslow and Tom got to the island? Because remember, he looked at the book at the log, and he's like, "Assistant missing, assistant missing." Assi-. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, that's after the whole flooding, oh. and then he brings out the book. So maybe, yeah, maybe. and he's like, "Where have all these people?" And by the way, I saw the head. The, oh, the head. He, he was messing with him then. Tom was Tom was gonna kill him no matter what. Yeah, so uh, maybe yeah. Now so, that you think about it, yeah, it the, was the boat thing where he he um tried to when Winslow tried to escape on the boat on the wooden boat with the oars and Tom came and started uh hacking it up with an axe and then Winslow ran back to the lighthouse and Tom chased him and he walked in and he's like. I just ran out there and you were hacking up our boat, you know. Yeah, he switched the, with the, him. the the story around uh, yeah so good lord and then uh, there was a lot of fighting and then uh a lot of drinking and then they started fighting again they almost kissed they danced they slow danced it was very intimate and tom was resting his his head on winslow's chest oh my god um i think it just it was just a movie of (laughs) how far a mind will go when two people are stuck it kind of felt like when we were stuck in this house for the hurricane and i got cabin fever yeah (laughs) there was a little bit of cabin fever let's just say one of us wanted to go out and drive in the middle of a hurricane to their mom's (laughs) house and the other one stopped the other but i'm not gonna name any names (laughs) she told me sweetheart it's a category three hurricane i don't think you can get out i'm like yeah there's other cars on the road i can go she lives down the street it's fine Uh, okay (laughs) moving on at the end of the movie uh Winslow's uh, Winslow says, "You know what? F it." And, and he, they, they do a little doggy slave, <laughs> slave dominatrix thing where he has Tom in a collar and a rope like a dog, a leash, yeah. and he would talk to him like a boy, like "Come here, boy. Come here, good boy, good boy," to a hole to bury him alive. And as he's burying him, Winslow realized that he's burying him with the key. To the to, to the, the light. lighthouse to yeah. the light to the actual light of the lighthouse because Winslow couldn't go like we said earlier Tom told them I'm in charge of that it was weird because throughout the movie he would see Winslow I mean he would see Tom naked up there uh, yeah and then at the end of his shift you would see him put his clothes on and uh, that had to have been that had to have been like not in his head because the first time it happens. It's not from Winslow's point of view. Yeah. You see him up there with his shirt off and he's like experiencing the light. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. So um, I want to talk about the light and the end of the movie of Robert Pattinson and where they got that idea. Okay, let me go through uh, what happens until he gets into the light really fast. Yeah. Okay, so he gets the keys. Um, he, you know, he runs back to it. This is where the timeline is a little gets very shaky. I thought he ran straight up to the light, but then he he ends up back in the kitchen where the axe was planted into the into the table, but the axe is gone. So you know, uh, Tom is not buried alive or dead. And then there's one more fight, and he 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 lands. Uh, Winslow lands the axe in Tom's head. Uh, Officially killing Tom. Uh, I mean, yeah, Tom. God. Okay, but and, the, <laughs> and then he finally crawls back up and he goes into the light. And what what happens? A door opens. He opens it and he sees the light. He sees the rotation of the the actual light bulb going around in circles until I guess the hatchet where you open it and you actually replace the bulb opens up. And it's like this bright, bright light. You see him screaming, but the screaming is not like a regular ah. It's like this audible. It's distorted. distorted. It's a distorted thing. scream. And you only see it, see the camera is focused on him as the light is engulfing him. So you don't see what exactly he's seeing. Yeah. So if you guys are any Greek uh, mythology history buff out there, uh, there's a story of Zeus that took away the fire from from human as a punishment and mm. the god prometheus didn't like that so what prometheus did was steal the fire from zeus to give it back to the humans zeus finds out and is absolutely upset and pissed off and takes prometheus and as a punishment uh chains him to a rock and every day for the rest of his life uh, an eagle will come down and eat his liver. Hmm. At night, the liver will will re- re- replenish. Replenish, so the eagle could come back down and eat his liver again. The eagle, the eagle representing Zeus, because that right. was his animal. Oh. Okay. So that was the little um, homage at the end. The representation that Robert Pattinson got what he wanted, and as a as a punishment for him going up there and not supposed to go up there and in fact i think the end was just that it was nothing and that screaming that robert pattinson did was his own frustration that there was nothing there it was just light all right so and then i'm sorry to interrupt you babe at the end robert pattinson just falls down the spiral of the of the of the lighthouse and ends up outside and the end of the movie uh winslow's uh robert pattinson's character is barely dead because you can still see him moving and seagulls are eating at his guts and his eyeball is popped out because i guess the seagull ate one of his eyeballs and the movie ends right there yeah and he's he's naked you don't under you don't like that's another part of the timeline that you don't understand how he ended up Without his clothes outside yeah. from falling down the stairs again. Uh, and it's it was kind of nasty. I think the representation of a mermaid is just how uh, a man feels. Like he's he's deprived from sex. And, yeah. and you know how mm-hmm. those old folklore of like mm-hmm. pirates and sailors say, Oh, I saw a mermaid. And 
and it turned out either to be a man, uh, a manatee or just a figment of of imagination. A little FYI or a little thing the the private part of the mermaid was based on uh, sharks' genitals. Really? Yes, because they said that um, like the Starbucks mermaid, mm-hmm. she has two tails. Right. Uh, and that was very early representation of what mermaids were before pirates or the pirate history just put one, it together. Yeah, into one whole fin. And I it's what, what we saw today. And they wanted to put in that mermaid into this film, but to use, you know, at that time, the appropriation of a mermaid's anatomy in the 1800s, which were a one fin, one fin mermaid. Yeah. Yeah. All in all, I mean, if you're into, like, cabin fever type movies, isolation, the mind getting to the brink of of desperation, this movie's right up your alley. FYI, it's what, it's in black and white from, from beginning to end, and that was Robert Eggert's main choice, even before he even started writing this movie, was that this movie had to be black and white. Uh, and let me just say, if it had gone any longer, I was about to get get to the brink of desperation in my mind. <laughs> and turn black and white. And get an axe or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it, it, it was long, and I was, I was hoping that there was going to be some sort of point, or, like, at least at the end, I wasn't, like, thrilled with The Witch because it was super long, but at least at the end of The Witch, we knew... There was like a definitive answer what was going on, even you know, even though it was like out there in science fiction, science fictiony type thing, we had a definitive answer. And uh, this, well, I mean, I guess we have a definitive answer. He just went nuts. He went nuts, and you know, it's like the the Greek story. Like, don't you you find what you look for? But like, I wish they made it more clear about uh, whether. Uh, Tom, the the older guy, really did murder all his previous because that would, you know, that would someone would have red well, flags they if, if he kept, you know, losing his partner. You know what I mean? Exactly. But both of them came on the island together, right? Right. So when he pulled up the 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 skull, it could have been anybody else besides Tom. It, was, it wasn't a skull; it was a fresh head. You oh. you were in the restroom. It was a fresh head. Oh, and then it could have been the people before them? Because how do we know it... Or how does Winslow know it was Tom? Could it be his psychosis know. saying, no, it was you, it was you, it was it, you? And that's the thing. It wasn't made clear. It could have, All of that could have just been in his head. You know? It, yeah. All of it. Even even him looking at the book and reading all this stuff, it could have all been in his head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I wish that was made more clear. I didn't like this movie. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I, I was expecting something a little bit uh, different. I love Robert Eggard and I love his uh, The Witch movie. It was one of my favorite movies of 2015. Um, and it kind of sold. Well, yeah, 16. It was, yeah, it was released in America in 2016. It kind of left me like, meh, really, Robert? But cinema. Cinematography-wise, beautiful. The acting Will, was Willem Dafoe over the freaking top, and Robert Pattinson's acting was beyond when, impressive. When the camera was focused only on William Dafoe and just him sitting there telling the stories, 
it could have been from like the the nineteen twenties. Yes. Like yes. Uh, or at least when they started having you know speaking in movies. How about been... that beautiful shot where Willem Dafoe is is naked and on top of Robert and he's like, a, look like he's about to it smack was a Robert. Statue. And they were both still for like a bit, but it was raining. Yeah. That shot was a really beautiful shot, too. If you've seen the movie, you will know what I'm talking it, about. Yeah, it goes back to whatever sexually frustration thing was going on between these two as yeah. well. A lot of farting and a lot of... I mean, you're that close to someone. They li- they stayed in the same tiny-ass room. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, go ahead. Um, I'm not one to... To say don't watch a movie, but you don't have to with this one. <laughs> <laughs> or just just wait. Like it's, I could see myself being like interested in in something like that, but just not going to a theater. Mm, it, I guess I like to be entertained, and were, I wasn't entertained. Were you expecting like an M Night sh- twist at the end? Type I thing? was. Me yeah. too. Me I, too. I was. I was kind of expecting the elder Tom to be the elder version of the younger Tom mm. in some weird way. Like that would have been he, he, in some been cool. some some psychosis at the end we find out that William Defoe is really the older version of Robert Pattinson. That's what I was expecting. And I guess since I you know, I would have figured it out if that was the case. I, I you know how many stars? <laughs> One to five, I would say uh 2.5. Hmm. I will give it a 1.5. Wow. Yeah. Come on. You can't give it a 1.5. What about Gili? Alright, I'll give it a 1.55. <laughs> uh yeah. It was it was a very uh anticlimactic film for not us. Not my cup of tea. Yeah. So but when we went to the movie, so we got out a little bit. I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. And what are the DVDs and music that are out this week? Yay! I'm sorry. Okay, so new DVDs coming out this week. The live-action version or the computer-animated version of The Lion King is out. I am not interested in getting that at all. Uh, Wonder Woman Bloodline, which I'm assuming is a straight-to-video uh, animated, animated yeah. thing. Uh, the new season of Veronica Mars, which I haven't seen yet, although the ending has been spoiled for me. Thanks, F- social U- media. Internet. Uh, new music includes uh, Black Marble with Bigger Than My Life, uh, a band called Cigarettes After Sex with Cry, and one of my favorite bands from the recent decade, Editors, uh, just released their best of album called Black Gold. Uh, I became a fan of the editors, uh, around the time they released their second album. They had, uh, a couple singles. I think An End Has a Start and Smokers Outside the Hospital, Hospital, uh, Doors, Smokers Outside the Hospital Doors. Uh, download those songs. They're awesome. And I've been obsessed with them ever since. Every album is different. They're, they're huge in the UK. They aren't so much here. Not a lot of people have heard of them. Uh, I've I've gotten you into them a yeah. little bit. Mm-hmm. You're uh, you like their song "Cold" a lot and "Darkness at the Door," right? And "Ocean," "Ocean of Night," Ocean great, of Night. great song. And they their song "Frankenstein" 
uh, was like released early, earlier this year, and that's that's specifically on this. Uh, it's one of the the new three songs that are that's on this uh, collection, and the, the 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 current single is called Black Gold, which we saw the video for. What did you think of the Frankenstein video, by the way? It was good. I I like the mo- I like how at the end the guy knew that what he had to do was let her go. Let her go. I I liked it because it was he didn't okay so the the video premise is he brings like a Beyonce type character back to life who had died like a Frankenstein but he didn't bring her back you know to like have sex with her or anything he brought her back to dance to dance with him <laughs> so they would do like all these moves and I liked that that the male character was like doing these you know Beyonce type moves I liked it a lot. Yeah, it was nice that they that that was their form of communication with each other yeah. was dancing instead of like oh, I love you, I lust for you, I have like this infatuation, and it's like yeah. no, I think you're pretty cool, so let's dance. I like. And it. it wasn't until at the end, almost at the end of the music video, where the Frankenstein Beyonce type thing, uh, she found out that he was uh, controlling her. He, she he had erased her memories, and she found out that her. That she had been married or to like a Jay-Z type character and she was depressed and she just wanted to be let go. She stopped dancing. She started wearing black. It's a good video. Um, I liked it better than Lighthouse. (laughs) 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 Uh, But, and I, and uh, honestly, we saw the video for Black Gold as well, which that was the first time I had listened to the song straight through. Yeah. When we watched it, Mm -hmm. I liked it. Um, Looking forward to listening to, to it some more. Sweet. So six degrees of depression. <laughs> what was I gonna say? Six degrees of deprivation. What? You're like trapped on a lighthouse island somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so six degrees of separation. I'm going to give you the hunky John Leguizamo and the hunky Robert Pattinson. I wouldn't call either of them a hunky myself. Oh, they're, they're handsome they're, in their respective way. I'm not saying they're handsome. They're like my definition of a hunk. Is you know, they're they're, they're just super skinny and not necessarily like super muscular Arnold Schwarzenegger type thing, but they're like kind of wavy to me. Okay, I think I can do this one easily. John Leguizamo was in Moulin Rouge as Toulouse. What was his full name? You know it. Toulouse, Marie, something like that. <laughs> With uh, Ewan McGregor. Uh, Ewan McGregor did the movie Deception with Michelle Williams. Uh, Michelle Williams did this movie... Oh, sh- son of a flippin' flippity flop. I can't remember the name of the movie. Uh, it's also with Julianne Moore and Christian Stewart. It came out last year. Blue Valentine? No. It was called ah, Certain Women. Okay. And Christian Stewart was in the Twilight Saga with Robert Pattinson. And there you have it. And our fact of the week is that right before Kate Winslet was cast for the iconic role of Rose Dubiticator in Titanic. Was that her last name? Dubiticator? Or Dubiticator, I think it is. Mm. Uh, it was really closely given. It was supposed to be Gwen Stefani, right? Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, okay. And that's our fact of the week, and you can do whatever you want with it, because it's not mine. Because I'm just a girl. (laughs) (laughs) Well, guys, ten episodes, two guys, and countless of editing. 
It's a fun ride, and I'm glad I'm doing it with you, babe. Aw, me too. Uh, we enjoy providing you, the listeners, quirky episodes and funny content. We want to reach our 100th episode and beyond, so please don't forget to subscribe to our podcast via any major audio streaming service like Spotify or iTunes. You can also follow us on Instagram at PressPlayAR for up-to-date content about our podcast. We'll kick it with you next week here at Press Play with Augie and Riz. I'm Augie. Hey, and I'm Riz. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening. Okay, you can take your nap now.